Meanwhile, at the Wild Hunt on Krakoa, the Lost Club gets ready to perform mutant circuitry. Everybody ready? Cosmar? I think so. Rainboy? I'm here. And so am I. I'm a Noli girlfriend. What? And, and I'm ready too. No girl. And hey, I'm here too. It's me, Dazzler. Yeah. What? Oh, and I'm here too. It's me, um, uh... At Rainboy, um, don't you think we should stick to the script? (laughs) All right, guys, let's go into Amal Farouk's head. Ready? Oh, ooh, oh, I love that we're combining our powers, and when we combine our powers, we get really super extra sexy... Oh, oh my God. I think I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm just having an automatic orgasm. Oh, okay. But let's remember oh. we're 12. <laughs> oh, right. Um, Why don't we just stick to reading the panels like we typically do, Jeff? I, I, I didn't buy this issue and I didn't read it. What? I forgot. I, I we have like three one. issues to talk about in one episode of Hawkeye. We're already stretching this thin. I know, I know, but I, I, I'm sorry. I'm a bad X Men fan. <laughs> Just start the episode. All right. Hey everybody! Welcome to episode disappointing two hundred and five of Comic Book Queers CBQ Legacy, and Are you um, sure? I'm the I'm the piece of shit host Evil Jeff, and then the good wonderful host that does all of the required readings is Brett. It's the end of the year, okay? I've got shit going on. Also, it was mostly just... Were you Santa? I just... Here's the deal. Is I just misread what... I, you know at the very end where it says, what are the next books? Oh, holy shit. Hold on. It was wrong. I don't think it even listed. Or it made it seem like Inferno was coming out. Yes. My point is, there was fuckery going on with the back of those books. And that's so what I, I was following. don't blame you. I, that's what I was following. So I didn't think New Mutants had come out. I feel like you just made this up, but you're lucky that there actually was fuckery with that list in the back. (laughs) Like, I feel like it's a total coincidence that (laughs) that I was like, wait, what's going on with those titles in the back? They done fucked up. And you were like, um, they done fucked up, but you made that up. But it really did happen? No, no. Happy I, accident. No, no, I really did just go by the back. And so I just didn't realize the new Fuck. happened. Well, it did. And so that means you've only read 67% of this week's assignment. And 67% a D-plus girl. I know. That's unfair. Well, no, if you add in Hawkeye, that should get me up to like a 75. That's a D. That's a D, all right. All right, well, let's talk about shit. Uh, You want to start with Hot Topics? I mean, we've got one of those. Have you even heard of it? I have, actually. Okay, good. Hit that music. What are you going to hit? Hot Topics. Hot Topics. Okay, so you're a new trailer. We love trailers here in the Hot Topics camp. Um, Specifically, it's a new trailer for a sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse called Spider-Man Across 
the Spider-Verse. And here's a twist. Part one. Of a tr- and it looked like of a trilogy? I don't know. I, I think it's part one and part two. Oh, okay. So I think of a havagey, a, a village. Or will it be a trilogy? A if biology? If, if, is this part two? Technically, isn't this part two? Oh, right. And then those three are a trilogy? But they did say part one. I'm just going to ask you something. Is it just me? Or does the, did the animation look different? I then went back. I think... They're going into different styles of animation per, like, the multiverse. But like, even I think the main one in the beginning styles. with him, oh. you know the line drawing? Yeah. I, like, went and rewatched it, and I was like, I feel like the harsh line drawing that made it look more comic-y and cartoony wasn't really there in the... Tr- in it was the- softened. And so, yeah, I was like, I was just like, this feels like it's different. I'm wondering if that's on purpose, or if the movie is going to kind of look like the original, because I really liked that style, and it seemed yeah. a little different. But I also could just be making that up. Uh, but I did go and, like, look at some of the original um, from the first movie to try and compare it, and it did look a little different to me. But I don't know. What's do you know the release date roughly? Because maybe it's just not done yet. I think it said October twenty twenty two. They've got plenty of work to do. Yeah. Also, Miles looks a little older. Maybe that's what you're responding to. Maybe. Um, maybe. But I think they're fucking with the style of animation in overall. general. Yeah, that's like what I'm thinking. General. I wonder if they're just like, oh, we're evolving as each we, as we do this. We're just letting the animation evolve. We're evolving. We're growing. But here's yeah. here's my problem is I do feel it's very strange that we're about to see Spider Verse, um, no like Spider Man, uh, No Way Home, No Way Home, which is all about the multiverse, and then the the Miles yeah. Morales is all about the multiverse, and it kind yeah. of is like watering it. It's just feeling down? a little watered down to me, down? where the stakes yeah. aren't as exciting because we already saw the like the first one won a fucking Oscar. You know, right, and now right, we're getting right, yeah. a live action one kind of going into the same territory. And so now here's this one where it's like we're going across the multiverse again, where I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know. I don't. Miles Morales doesn't need the multiverse to make the story interesting. I'm just throwing that out. I there. agree. I see the multiverse as being like, it's a thing we should be doing with Tom Holland now. Yeah. But. Well, I can see us going bigger with Miles Morales. Well, that's the thing. And now it looks like he's going into the other universes rather than the other universes coming to him. Right. He's dimension hopping along with Miguel O'Hara, played by the illuminating Oscar Isaac. Oh, he's doing the voice for Spider-Man. Yeah. Was it 2099? 2099. Mm-hmm. Created by who? Me? You don't remember who created him? 2099? Peter David. Chris Claremont. Peter David. Peter David. Peter David. I was going to say Stan Lee. Peter David does not get enough credit for some of the... Because that's the thing. You have to remember Greyhawk. That was Peter David. That was Peter David. Peter David, I feel like they need to let him write something again. He did a lot of, like, She-Hawk. Um, he did a lot of, like, bold and brilliant things when he would take over runs. And I feel like... They've just yeah. kind of like thrown him under the bus. Like you're old. We're moving on to young blood. You're old. We're moving on to young blood. So his chances of doing something big in the future are dwindling with every yes. day. Yes. With that philosophy. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm very well, excited for. Spi- 
Yeah, I am excited for it, but I will just say the plot of multiversing, I, it's 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 getting a little tired. Where the first Spider-Man, when we watched the cartoon of that, it was like, this is, oh my God, like, this is amazing. And now I just feel like it's just, I feel that in general about everything, where it's just, I feel like now that like there was Game of Thrones happened, that every kind of fantasy, sci-fi, and superhero thing they're just because of Marvel and Game of Thrones. They're like, that'll make us money. We're going to throw it all against the wall and see what sticks. You're just hungry for the next big thing. But that's the thing is there's so many things coming. I can't tell what is the next big thing. And it doesn't. Right. Uh, yeah, and I feel like like maybe in the end, none of them are. I feel like the next big thing is that Haley Steinfeld, who we're going to talk about later on in the show. Yes. Oh, but speaking of there's I've been watching Saved by the Bell. Um, oh my god! Second. I finished it. But there's, Actually, there's, I still girl, have like I've gone one episode. I still have like one episode left. But there's one oh, line gonna, where you're gonna cry. Don't don't give me anything away. You're gonna cry. It's so good. But here's the deal. Like uh, the main character, uh, God, what's Daisy? She's like obsessed with like a I fake kind of Wheel of Time, Game of Thrones type of book, like fantasy yeah, series. Yeah. And there's one where she's just like, "It's my favorite series of all time," and they're going to make an adaption of it, but it's done by Freeform, and I don't think they have the budget for it. And I just was like, <laughs> "That worries oh me." Oh my <laughs> God! Like that so fucking great. hit. So wheel of time on so many things like wheel (laughs) just so so many of them like why the last man like all of these things where it's just like yeah oh they're trying to do all of these epic huge things and there just isn't the budget for it ah i don't know i mean it's see where the bell is so good it is and i'm just and not saying i but there is a part of me that's feeling a little, it's a superhero sci-fi overload. And not from, not that I don't want to watch any of these things. It's just, there's a lot, you have to actually start, it used to be nothing. And now you're just like scouring to see which ones are the bad ones. Like you have to scout, like most people, I was like, have you watched Doom Patrol? And people are like, oh, there's too many things. And you're like, no, watch Doom Patrol. That is an amazing one of them. You know what I mean? There's just so many things People end up like losing track of which ones are the actual good ones. It's like we need an aggregator or we need we need a show that watches all of them. Yeah, a show with like, like two faggots telling them which ones are good. But two faggots who have time to do that shit. I know. And that's the thing is I do feel sometimes I'm a lot of times I'm watching things where I'm like, I need to watch this for the podcast. And then halfway through, I'm like, fuck, this is awful. Listen, there's a lot of players listening to the show i mean like movers and shakers like people with money people who make things happen (laughs) we are telling all of you like if you bankroll evil jeff and i we will sit around watching all of it and we got taste yeah we'll tell you what's up we'll tell you what the good ones are but you have to realize something we've just when is your birthday february 13th and mine's in april but will you be well? But basically, we're we're aging out of the prime demographic that anyone cares about. I know, but mentally, we're not. Like taste wise, we're not. Yeah. Like like think of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Like we're into the Gen Z aspect of it too. Yeah. Very much so. In fact, it's our favorite part over the nostalgia. Although, can we talk about how they did the showgirl shit with Jesse? It's canon and pretty now. much established. It's canon. I've always said that 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 was Jesse Spano. Jesse Spano. 
going and hitchhiking as <laughs> Nomi Malone. Under a fake name. Have, I know exactly. I love how they kept being like, oh. what happened in Vegas? She's like, a lot. What did you do over those five months? She's like, a lot. I almost killed a woman by pushing her down the stairs. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that nothing has brought me more joy outside. I'm surprised of the she did that. Cause I told one, one of my best friends made a documentary on showgirls, like being like a cult classic. And then really? she tried to, she tried to have it like, um, silence. Like she tried to like do a cease and desist on it. It's I mean, even it's though a big deal. it kind of destroyed her career, but, you but know? that's, but she, but she came back and she even went to, um, the Hollywood Cemetery, um, Sinespian in LA did a huge screening of it and everyone came out and then she came out and everyone was cheering for her. And she was like, super like, she was like, oh my God, like I realized now enough people, more people come up to me because they love it now. And I thought like it was like yeah. a 180, but then she got all mad, tried to do a cease and desist. And then he's like, bitch, I'm talking about how great this movie is. Like, girl, I'm like. Well, maybe she was trying to control the narrative herself. Well, she, I think she hadn't even seen it. So yeah. she was just trying to like stop. Yeah. Um, so now, of course, now he hates her <laughs> and won't yeah. even watch Saved by the Bell because because he's like, you're trying to like, well, that's a shame. You're trying to mess great, with my money. Great, great show. <laughs> I know. Right. You're trying to take food out of my mouth. Yeah. What I did love, though, was Slater was like, listen, it wasn't like I forget what he was talking about for real, for real. When he came on. Oh, he was talking about how he hit on. She hit on the fireman yeah. in that episode. And to with disastrous results. And he's like, listen, it's not your fault. I mean, you know, you 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 did your best and maybe you came off a little extreme, but honestly, like you did it and you took a chance and you were just following the direction you were given. Like you can't be faulted. It was yeah. so funny. <laughs> he was clearly talking about the movie. Yeah. Uh good stuff. Anyway, Miles Morales, can't wait. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Know what else is fun? What? X-Men. I love the X-Men. Cue the music. I want your X. Come on. Come on. Before we start. Before we start. You didn't read New Mutants. I didn't. God damn. Before we start, I just want to say you had uh, given, uh, you had brought up. A blowjob. I don't know if you brought it up in the show or just to me personally. There's another X-Men podcast called uh, Cerebro. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. And they now have a TikTok channel, and mm-hmm. I am very jealous because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you, it's like I'm like we should give like, it up. We should give it up because they're literally taking the issues that they're talking about and like reenacting it, but they're taking the comics and then rewriting the bubble letters of what they're saying on the issue on the images of the issues they're talking about. And I was like, oh, this is so good. That's great. It's no, a very I'm good. Connor, podcast. his name is Connor. He puts so much energy and intelligence. No, into it's show. very it's so funny, good. and I just but I got a little jealous. I got a little jealous. Yeah. Well, like, listen, we if we had time, girl. Yeah, I know. Oh, we I've have been to remember this for we're months, full. Finally. We are adults with full time jobs. Oh, actually, he's got a better job than we do too. Oh Jesus Christ! What does he do? I don't know. He works like he's like an agent or something. I don't know. Oh Jesus Christ! All right. Well, we're, I'm going to kill myself after the show. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, we're not best, but we were first. Okay. All right. Yeah. How about uh, There's something to that? Should we talk about what I didn't read first? Yeah, let's talk about New Mutants. Okay. Get this over with. I mean, not that it was bad, just that you haven't read it. So this is going to be a lot of heavy lifting on my part, which I'm used to. I will say this, but the X-Men is turning into um, 
basically like a daytime soap opera where they're dragging the plot so slowly that I'm just, I'm starting to lose interest in a lot of this. Like they're still on Farouk and, and like, I don't know. I'm just like, where is it all leading to? What is all happening? I'll tell you. Is it well, lead to you should have read this here? issue because this is the final issue of oh, the whole story arc, Jesus and it did Christ. lead somewhere. But of course, you didn't read it, so keep feeling the way you're feeling. Well, tell me what happened. Okay, they're all dead. Really? But then they get I'm resurrected. No. Oh, okay. Then they get resurrected. No. So basically, the last issue you read, the core New Mutants went to Farouk, and he got the drop on them. He was putting them through mental battle after mental battle. So our lost club, our annoying kids, as you and I like to call them, they go and they mutant circuitry to get into Farouk's head to go rescue the new mutants. So this issue is I I think you have mixed you will have mixed feelings about it because it is Rod Rice like to the extreme in terms of the art. It is a very surreal, dreamscapey kind of issue. And the art is really, like, beautifully chaotic. But I don't think you dig it. I'm not really a fan. I got you. All right, so they go. And it's a long issue of very surreal navigation through a mindscape and then battling the Shadow King. There's fun touches. Like, the data pages are pages of a script, and the dialogue on the script is a conversation between Amal Farouk and the Shadow King. And Amal Farouk is portrayed as a little boy. And the little boy is trying to fight the Shadow King and help the new mutants in these scripted pages. Oh, God. So it's we're talking, trying to redempt him. Oh, is this all about they kill the Shadow King and then Amar's a, good, a little boy left over? Is that what this is leading to? Yeah, so we yeah. <laughs> so basically we can move on to the next book because that's exactly what happens. So a lot of battles, a lot of like find your strength, a lot of rain turning into five wolves again, which are you fucking kidding me? Like we're Wait, they brought that. that back? Oh yeah. Oh, and they even Jesus. called it her secondary mutation. Oh my god. I'm like, first of all, it was like a mother vine thing. So was, tread lightly was, when saying secondary mutation. It was a stupid mutation. <laughs> so she keeps doing it, this whole goddamn issue. She just keeps doing it. And then, of course, what else does Rain to do? She gets taken over by the Shadow King and keeps biting her friends and clawing her friends. And they're like, Rain, stop. Like, she can't stop. She's under his control. Don't hurt her. I'm like, ugh. All right. So anyway... But then she discovered the, the power boy, of friendship. She discovers the power of friendship, and, as they all do. Uh, the little boy and like the lost kids are like, you should give the Amal Farouk a chance. And they're like, you're crazy. It's Amal Farouk. He's a monster. And they're like, no, no, no. The Shadow King's a monster. Amal Farouk is like a cute little boy. And they're like, no, he's a big fat man. They're like, no. And so a lot of that back and forth. And then, essentially, Amal Farouk is like, fuck you, Shadow King. And he, like, fights against the Shadow King. And then, all together, they can take down the Shadow King. And it ends them back on Krakoa. And Amal Farouk is hysterical crying. And he looks at them and says, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So, basically, 
this big fat man is free of the shadow is like a little boy a little bit yeah because right before in the dialogue balloon right before he says i'm sorry i'm so sorry in big letters he says i shit you not whimper jesus christ somebody's like i think he's done fighting i think we're going to be okay and he goes whimper i'm sorry i'm so sorry oh yeah i'm just like so what was the point of all of this it was to make shadow separate king a the good shadow guy? king from amal farouk okay. yeah and also teach the kids about friendship right i don't give a fuck about friendship oh girl that's hurtful i used to have a pin that said and it was it was in really i've well i used to wear pins that just said bitchy things and one just said fuck off i have enough friends sure and then the other pin i got that i wore with it on my jacket it was in really really small letters and you had to get really close and it said it's none of your fucking business what it says (laughs) that's great but anyway that is great fuck friendship that's so antithetical to this issue of new, is new mutants ending isn't aren't all you of know them i ending? don't know i don't know what is up remember i read that thing where people titles, were saying that right? all of them were ending listen if it does if it doesn't who am i to try to control anything i don't know i feel like i feel like we're about to enter a period of chaos i do too well weren't you saying that there's like a general malaise happening in your heart regarding the x line it is it's just it's just the fact that i feel like it's literally when i read why um uh what's his nuts um why can't i think of his name the the guy who's writing everything yeah jonathan hickman hickman the reason why hickman is leaving is the reason i am not enjoying it as much because i think he's like you're dragging it all out let's we this needs to be brought to a head and then we can move on to the next thing and i just feel like everything is being drawn out and i think a lot of times they're focusing on things that i find more boring yeah um not all of them of course like hellions and sword i think they're doing very interesting things but like new mutants um, it's, a lot of these they're just like kind of meandering X for it's all just meandering I feel like even Marauders languishing according to the New York Times yeah like even Marauders I even feel like okay let's I feel like it's just set up 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 there's set so up. much set up and then they'll have one issue that's a climax and it's like okay oh okay and now it's done I just don't like the pacing is off to me wait what did you say about the New York Times they coins not coins but they introduced they're like that feeling you're feeling it's called languishing languishing it was a big article that like took us by storm a few months ago right yeah i think that's where i feel should we talk about the marauders let's do that yeah so we've got basically two plot lines happening we have got the resurrection of that old bean harry leland and we've got um iceman versus fing fang foom in his pink shorts I know, and I was kind of like, how come they haven't brought Harry Leland back? Why is Harry Leland not back? And uh, he's back. <laughs> he's back. He's back. But he had a little trouble easing back in. So Emma's like, let's pretend we're still the Hellfire Club. Yeah. And Sebastian's like, great idea. So that's where we pick up with Emma and Sebastian pretty much making Harry feel, uh, think that they're back in the old Hellfire Club days. 
they're they're breaking the news to him ever so gently. Yeah, that um, yeah, Nimrod did kill you, and Nimrod just came online. Sorry to break it to you. And what we're not telling you is the reason we shot you up in the resurrection queue is because you and Shinobi Shaw are kind of our secret weapons to take down Nimrod. Which they don't mention in this issue, but they mentioned it in a previous one. What? Why? Because their powers, like some sort of circuitry or a combination of their powers, oh, using to take Nimrod Shelby down. Shelby Shaw just does gravity and density. density, and then gravity and density. Oh, okay. Oh, and I guess that's why they're related. Because it turns out, um, Shinobi Shaw, uh, uh, what's his name? They, they, Leland and Shaw both fucked uh, the same woman. Right. Which they're like they're very they're two very different men. So. I'm trying to nail down this woman's taste. Yeah, right? I don't know. I Very eclectic. But I, I can be that way. Oh, me too. I'll have a bear one day and a twink the next, you know? That's true. As long as they have a nice face. Mm-hmm. I don't care what's going on yeah, around I'm them. all about the eyes. You have to just have, if you have pretty eyes. Yeah. I'm there. If you have pretty eyes and you smell good. Actually, that's my, you have to smell good. Yeah. And if you have big biceps too, like, I don't care... If they're on like a lean man or a big man. Can I tell like you, can, can I share something about my obsession with sure. biceps? I will tell you, I'm surprised I've not gotten into a car accident because as soon as it like, I know there's not real winter here, but as soon as it's like tank top weather in LA and everyone just starts wearing tank tops, I am rubbernecking the fuck oh, when I'm too. driving because biceps are my favorite thing and i will say if a guy has huge biceps and he's a top i make him when he's uh topping me put his arms put his hands behind his head oh hell yeah so that i can see his biceps flex while he's pounding yes 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 yes, anyway yes girl yes which i bet harry leland's got some really nice biceps Mm -hmm. i'm just saying um so they break the news to Harry. They bring him onto Krakoa. They're like, hey, listen, here's what's really happening. He's on Krakoa and he's just overcome with joy, as any mutant would be on this island paradise. Although I will say, now that you just said that, I just realized something. They never fully explained if you're in an egg <clears throat> and you're aged, you would come out with no, how, how do you get the muscle density? Proteus. Oh, pro. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Proteus is the answer to any question you have logistically about the resurrection okay. process. All right. There you go. Proteus. <laughs> Boom. Um, all right. So now the marauders are in their UFO, which has been transformed, shape shifted into a pirate ship. Right. And it's Iceman, Lockheed, Christian, which I'm like. Isn't anybody getting a vibe off this bitch yet? But that's the other thing. I feel like things have been dropped. They dropped the whole Shinobi Shaw thinking that Kitty and Emma killed him. Yeah. Completely dropped. And so I'm like, are they going to drop the the fact that um, Christian was doing bad shit, was kind of in on a lot of the bad shit? Who knows? Because Fing Fang Foom shows up and he is thirsty. Is this character 
did this character need to come back? I don't know. I feel like Fing Fang Foom just sounds like I feel canceled by saying the name of this character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, Fing Fang Foom. I'm about to drop a spoiler um, um, for a video game. I, I don't know how to make this okay. I'm just going to say it. Fing Fang Foom appears in the Guardians of Galaxy video game. And um, it's now canceled. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it did. It does. It does feel weird saying Fing Fang Foom. Yeah. Because I just like. But should it? Are we being overly sensitive? What well, is he? What's his origin? Is he supposed to be some mystical Asian dragon? I don't think so. I think he's just a dragon. But the name, like who? But that's the thing. I feel like is it problematic? <laughs> is it jokey? Yeah, I feel it was made by some white person. They're like, uh, dragons are Asian. Fing fang foom. <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like it was like two guys in a Marvel office in New York, and they're like, smoking a What's joint. What's the name of this dragon gonna be? Smoking a joint. What's the name of this dragon gonna be? And he's like, listen, we got to come up with a name for this dragon because we come up with a name for the dragon. We do the last page. Bing, bang, boom. We're done. Oh, my God. That's it. Fing, fang, boom. No, I said bing, bang, boom. I know. But fang. (laughs) Fing, fang, boom. Yeah, it's uh, no. Okay, so Jeff's canceled. I'm going to keep talking about the issue. (laughs) Um, So Iceman. Iceman's basically like. He's got his cock out. He's like, I just terraformed Mars. Yeah. What else can I do? And Fing Fang Foom is like, I don't know. Let's find out. And Bobby. But here's the thing. Beats him up. We also need to remember, though, this is not the first time Bobby covered a planet with ice or water. He did it on Earth. Oh, before. he did it to Earth. At, yeah, because he knew he had to come out. Which is what I'm convinced that story is about. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was that on. that was astonishing X Men, right? Yeah, Marjorie Liu's yeah. astonishing X Men, Marjorie Liu. But here's the thing: yeah. is he, um, yeah, he decides to fight uh, the dragon. <laughs> Why don't we just call him Bing Bang Boom? Bing Bang Boom. He decides to fight Bing yeah. Bang Boom, and by growing as big as him. And he's now just like on Godzilla Mothra level. Yeah, he's a um, those things you hate, a kaiju. Yeah, I and now I'm just like, of course, my boyfriend loves them and I hate them. And now I'm like, does Joe need to start reading X Men now because <laughs> Iceman is now a huge giant Godzilla? Just what we need: a gay, a bottom, a kaiju bottom. I know, right? I oh will my God. say Talk about insatiable. But then here's the thing, though, is the one thing I was missing in this is like they kind of mentioned like, oh, Iceman, you know, is feeling this, is feeling his oats because he terraformed. I'm like, then can I see that? Can I see some sort of inner? Like, I want to see what's going on with him. I want to see Iceman walking around bored because like nothing is a challenge anymore. Yeah, I kind of want to see some more inner turmoil. And I do feel that is the other problem I'm having with the X-Books in general. I feel like there's a lot of like slow setup and then huge battles and not enough like character arcs. If you're going to be slow and deliberate, do it. As you're diving deep into a character, and I'm going to right? tell you this: Do you know what did the, know what book was doing it the best? Hellions. X Factor. 
X factor is exactly Hellions also. Yes. They're going into the character development and that's why you're not bored because you're also like seeing like the, the character arcs and the emotional evolution of these characters. And that is what I feel is missing. And especially in this Marauders, everyone's just kind of saying their jokey joke things. And I'm like, no, what is really going on? Like what is yeah. emotionally going on with Kitty pride? The last emotional uh, thing was like talk about dropped plotline. Fuck. Oh, I couldn't. I can't walk through the gates. Can she still not walk through yeah. the gates? Oh my god! I was talking about the the lesbianism or the bisexuality. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about can't walk through the gates. We really haven't addressed that. It was the first thing that happened in this book. It is what set up the whole. Book. But when she was resurrected, was she able to walk through the gates after that? It's never been addressed. I don't think so. I think she still can't. Why? It doesn't make sense to me. And I also, yeah, the fact it's like, it was something going on with her and Emma. Or not. Don't tell me she became bisexual to not sleep with Emma Frost. Give me a goddamn break. Come on. That's why we all turn to bisexuality. Please. That's it. I mean, that's the only reason I'm not a pure six on the Kinsey scales because of Emma fucking Frost. <laughs> Then we get to this weird Sebastian Shaw, Harry Leland, Maury Povich kind of moment with Shinobi Shaw where Sebastian's like, yeah, Harry and I used to fuck around with the same woman. That woman was your mother. I, the man who you look exactly like, am not your father. The man who you look nothing like is your father. No, wait a minute. Hold on. Isn't he half Asian? Yes. So I'm guessing that the mother is Asian. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Does he really look like Shaw? Are you just saying because he's thin, he looks like Shaw? Um, well, I guess you got me. <laughs> now I'm canceled. You're just like, you expect me to believe that an overweight man could have a thin child? Oh, this Outrageous. book has taken me out of it. <laughs> and Harry Leland's not fat. He's all muscle. Is it though, or is it just, or so is it muscle, or is it just he's made it all dense? <laughs> he's made it, it's just really dense fat. Yeah. It's hard fat. Um, speaking of Harry, so they have this wonderful father son moment. I, what I'm questioning is like, is this another machination to just create a sense of connection between Harry and Shinobi so that when they are the combo that is taking down Nimrod? They're kind of doing it for each other. They care about one another, which is going to elevate the chances of success because there's like emotional investment in one another. I also am still unsure of like, did the revenge that they got on Shaw, Sebastian Shaw, did it work? Is he just fully on their side now? We never got really... I, I've gotten that impression for a but while. But I feel like we haven't really... I wish there was a little more... Like emotional connection and writing, addressing these types of things. Right. Me too. Um, also, if you get resurrected, I was talking about the muscle mass. I don't know. I guess if I was, I guess, well, maybe that's part of his weight. I was now just wondering, like, if you're overweight and you get resurrected, can you be resurrected then? Why? What's wrong with being overweight? Well, I mean, if you're having a met any medical issues from it. Overweight people are f healthy. They're fine. 
Look at you. You're just like, Jeff, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. You know, dancing on danger. No, I'm curious, though. I mean, me, I'm You're trying, ice, I'm trying to lose some weight fat. right now. I'm just saying I am trying to lose some weight so I stop snoring. And it would be very nice if I could just kill myself and be resurrected 20 pounds thinner. So you wouldn't snore. It's about the snoring. I get it. It's about the snoring. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Listen, can we set up Chantal uh, Lourdes anymore? Like, talk about drawn-out setup. Oh, my God. I, we get it. Chantal Lourdes is at stuff. Yeah. Over and over with the last pages being Chantal Lourdes. What is happening? Yeah. Also, I thought this was Gloria Munoz. I thought this was risque. And then she teleported. And I was like, oh, it's Chantal again. <laughs> Wait, which one's risque? She could implode stuff. She was in love with uh, Warpath for a little while. She's a she's a vixen. Oh right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I think she's on. She's in Sword as like a background character. Oh right, right, right. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, Marauders. I still Marauders a little meandering. Yeah, languishing. Yeah, let's get some. Also, it's just like you have Kitty Pride as one of the greatest characters ever. Can we? Focus on her a little bit. Right. Can we, right? Give us some like emotion. That's one thing. It's like, I think it's like people forget like what made the X-Men so great is that Chris Claremont, Claremont, Chris Claremont. Claremont. Number one X-Men fan over here. Chris Claremont, Stephen Claremont. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He... Like, do you know how many bubbles, like, inner thoughts these characters had? Like, he, like, Storm's journey, when she lost her powers, Rogue's journey, trying to become part of the team, Kitty's journey, trying to, like, you know, prove herself worthy, Uh, you know, Cyclops trying to figure out who he was as a leader after Jean died, all of that stuff, like... He knew how to build like an inner emotional world where you cared about these people. And I just feel like people need to take a a Chris Claremont playbook and do that for all of these books. And I do think the only one that is doing it right now is Hellions is the only one doing it. It's the only one. Come on. Maybe Sword. And Inferno. Well, I'll tell you a book that's really not doing it. Yes. And that is, and I am throwing air quotes all over my studio right now. The (laughs) trial of Magneto. What the fuck is this book? Is my question. Also, there's not going to be any fucking trial. What the fuck? There's hardly even any Magneto. Yeah, there's no Magneto. There's no trial. What the fuck kind of... uh, uh, what I is feel this bamboozled. Book? This is like a fucking what kind of shenanigans is this? It's it's lies. It's all lies. And then it's also just made a million times more complicated. Actually, there's three and, Scarlet Witches. What? And it's also like impossible to follow. What the yeah. fuck is this? Who is this book for? What is the purpose of this book? Is it to redeem her? Like she's no longer going to be the pretender like she's clearly not going to be a mutant 
But also, but, does anyone? Get, but did she? But did she redeem? Did, does any X Men like her more now? It didn't look like for it. doing what? For doing, for doing what? what? For like stopping creating giant kaiju that she created that, for then, herself. Like, that was all her fault right. to begin with. And then she couldn't just like snap them away and make them disappear. They have to start hacking their eyes out. Yeah, and also, um, do you know what this is giving me? This is giving me a lot of Fantastic Four. The X-Men Fantastic Four crossover. Yeah, yeah, me too. Where it was a lot of hubbub that meant nothing. Nothing. And then let's follow it up a few months later and then literally make Franklin not a mutant anymore. Why? There's no for what? It's fucking worthless. There's no point to it. I have no connection to this story at all. Oh. And in the end, it's like, oh, I found the three people. Now I got all my memories back. And it's like she kind of came back. And then they're like, oh, you're back to normal. Okay. Then what the fuck was the point? And how many times does Wanda Maximoff have to be like hysterical crying and remorseful for something she did, screaming at people to leave her alone? Could we do something else with this character? And also, so is there one other issue? Lord, hear my prayer. Yes, there is. Because it ends with like, I know who killed me. Okay, who? This better be fucking Well, good. you know what? Tell them, because I no longer give a shit. Because you weren't even murdered. But that's the thing is like, but then who could have done it that would make, is there anyone who could have killed Wanda that would suddenly make, okay, this book was worth it? The only way this book could be worth it if Magneto was like, you know what? I fucking tried to kill her and I'm a villain now, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and it ends with the words guilty. <laughs> Case closed. Yeah, it was pointless. 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 So I guess the next issue is going to be Wanda's apology to the mutant race, which that could have been an email. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the book. It's stupid. I'm scarlet with rage. Can we please? I just, I want to get excited about the X-Men again, and you're making it very difficult. Not to mention, I thought Inferno was going to come out last week, and it's coming out this week instead. I know, right? Do you know what that was like for me? Devastating. To be like scouring the shelves for Inferno, and there's no, there's no Inferno. Oh, but everyone, go to our follow us on Instagram and check out the really funny uh, fake um, Destiny of X <laughs> ad that, that Brett created. Because there's a bunch of real ones of those, right? Oh, there's a ton. Because I saw one of Mr. Sinister. Who else did they do ones of? Magneto, Destiny herself, Storm, Wolverine. Where they Maybe show Wolverine. three different Storm. options. And of course, yeah. Brett had to put in there uh, Dazzler from X-Men Annual 12? 11. 11. Uncanny X-Men Annual number 11, when they fight Horde in the Citadel. And Dazzler's like, should I be a lawyer, a singer, or should I not try and just be a homeless person? And she chooses homeless person. <laughs> yes, because she didn't want to make any decisions. Yes. Speaking of, X-Men Annual 13 is the first x-men book i ever bought oh amazing amazing that your first x-men book was when you were 30 shut up 
<laughs> Whatever, we're the same age. I think I'm older. Oh my god. Can we talk about Hawkeye? Um, I think maybe we should. How about we cue the music? Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Um Hawkeye is now officially I knew this was coming because I saw people mentioning that there was a they that there was an homage to uh what is it, Children of Men? The Oh yeah, yes. The movie with Julianne yeah, Moore where there's like the long shot. tracking yeah. shot in the car. So I was already like, that's gonna be pretty cool. And then after watching this episode, I'm like, this is now number two behind WandaVision. That was one of the best Sorry, Loki. hours of TV I've seen in a while. It's just the chemistry. Episode three. The chemistry between the two of them. Do you know how hard it is to have a 20-something girl and an older guy and not have any sexual tension? But at the same time, you care about their relationship. And you, like, that's a very hard thing to do. And add to the fact that they just met. Yes. There's no history to draw upon and talking about except, yeah. except his individual history and then going through what I was mentioning before about the X-Men talking about going into the emotional turmoil of each of these characters and what's going on there is there's a whole scene of Clint just talking about like I'm not a good person I'm not a role model and Kate is just like why yes you, you wouldn't be doing any of this if you weren't a good person. And it was just, oh, it was just done so well. Although, of course, my boyfriend, who's a storyboard artist, is like, why is this all just back and forth between close-up shots? They need to go to a I'm like, shut up. <laughs> oh, my God, stop. Joe, go direct something. I loved, though, that that I'm not a role model moment, which was a powerful moment, was born out of her doodling original costume comic book Hawkeye oh, yeah. on a napkin and being like, I designed you a costume. To fix your branding issue. Plus, I love the fact that this show, one of its core themes is Hawkeye's perception and his branding. And then we all know that Kate Bishop will go on to be Hawkeye yeah, um, and will lead a team of Avengers. Love that. But I just love that it starts with this jokey kind of hokey reference to the H on his head and the wings around his eyes in the comics and then that turns into this really powerful moment between these two characters. Yeah. The role model moment. The reason I wouldn't wear that costume is because A, I'm supposed to be a ghost. B, my wife would divorce me. And C, now look at me when I say this to you, I'm not a role model. Yeah. But we're also introduced. So you have this yeah, go ahead. Incredible action scene. Like incredible action scene in the car. And they did the iconic car chase. David Aja and Matt Fraction's car chase from My Life as a Weapon. They did it justice. Like they they really pulled it off the page and brought it to life in the funnest way. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And was Echo in that book at all? Or is that just no. ham-fisted in? Not ham-fisted because it's fine. Um, but Echo is brought into the comics in this issue. Um and she has kind of the classic, uh-oh, Ronan killed my dad. Ronan killed my dad. And she's kind of now, and the dad was kind of one of the head of that division of the uh, tracksuit mafia. But there is uh, another boss 
And w- am I the only one thinking of who that boss is? Is it a f- uncle? They refer to him as uncle. But it also and, looked like a pretty um, big person, didn't it? To you, a pretty large man. I mean, a pretty large crime boss of a man in New York yes. City. <laughs> I feel like New York this City, is Kingpin, correct? Who, by the way, is. Maya's adoptive father in the comics. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so yes. it's so it's a hundred percent Kingpin. Do we know who's playing Kingpin? Is that even being revealed yes. yet? Who? Who do you think? It's not Vincent D'Onofrio, is it? Oh, it sure is. Oh, are they? So he's playing the same. Oh, that's awesome. Not confirmed, but that's the rumor. But I guess because it was a rumor a while back that D'Onofrio was going to be in Hawkeye. But then, but isn't uh, Daredevil going to be in Hawkeye too? No, no way home. No way home. Jesus. Oh, this is so confusing. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with it. You're like I, I've kept track of everything. I kept. I, I can't help it. But of course, yeah, keeps keeping track of things like this. I, it is weird though. Seeing what. What led, and I would question if you know in the comics, what led Clint to be Ronan? And do they really mention what, was it just the snap that led him to be Roman in the MCU? In the MCU, yeah, it's losing his family. And it's, it's, it's summed up in the line where he's battling that crime boss in the streets and the crime boss is, and he murders him right before Black Widow happens upon him. And the crime boss is like, why are you doing this? And Clint says, millions of people did not get to carry on with their lives, but you did. And just that injustice just enraged Clint to the point of becoming a mass murderer. Yeah. And that is one of those things of like, when you see him kill, like it's really hard seeing the dad being so sweet to Echo and then being brutally murdered by Hawkeye. And then Hawkeye being like, I'm not a good guy. And then she's like, yes, I am. And then you're like, "Mm." (laughs) cause at the same time he's, cause then she's like, no, you're doing all this to protect me. And it's like, actually he's doing this to cover his ass, to cover his ass so that she doesn't know that it's him. And also make sure that she doesn't wind up taking the heat of everything he did. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to wonder is what is what is Kate going to do when she discovers that he's Ronan? And I thought in that role model scene in this last episode, she says, oh, you don't like the purple costume? How about a black one? Maybe with a mask and a hood. And that's when I was like, shit, she knows but then she said, that's the thing, isn't it? Ronan's someone close to you, and it's your job to keep that person's secret. So part of me is like, oh, it's like there's Kate having that kind of superhero, better than average human instinct, but still being a kid. She knows that there's a connection. But he, she knows she that there's another layer. See, she has the rose-colored glasses on with him. Exactly. She exactly. can't see that he could be the bad guy. She, she cannot equate him being a murderer in her head at all. Where, so she's like, it's someone you know. It's someone you love. Who is, where's the dad in all of this? So that's funny. I, part of me has been saying to other friends, 
I don't think Uncle is going to necessarily be revealed to be Wilson Fisk because you've got Brian Darcy James in this episode for two minutes and then he disappears and here's more air quotes and is killed in the attack. There's going to have to be a Brian Darcy James payoff here. Yeah. So part of me is like Uncle is Kate's dad. And they've officially said he's dead in the show. They had a funeral. Oh, right, right. There was a funeral. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But I also think where the dad's going to play in is I think the reveal of this show is that Vera Farmiga is the villain. Yeah. And I think she murdered him to solve their financial problems at that moment in the attack. Yeah. And so do you actually think then is Swordsman... Is he a good guy or a bad Swordsman's guy? Swordsman's going to be good. I think he's trustworthy. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be nefarious. the big twist, as you think he's think the bad the guy and it's really the mom. Yeah. But I mean, but if here's you, the it's thing. So, that's the problem with Vera. Like, you're just like, she's set up to be a villain. So it's like almost like the casting is like, I want her to be a villain. Because <laughs> just, I want, yeah. I want to see her chew that scene. Like, chew the scenery of her being an evil Oh, villain. yeah. I want to see her like... Like touching the the um, outer rim of a martini glass yeah. with like her middle finger <laughs> as she's talking, you know. I but this is what, the other thing about Fisk is like okay, so you've got to pay off Kate's dad somehow. You also have got Florence Pugh coming, yeah. So like, and you got to explain the dad. Maybe that'll be wrapped up in the Vera Farmiga shit. But you're gonna do Fisk on top of this too. Now, is Florence Pugh, is she going to be coming just to get the revenge from the end of Black Widow when she gets the yeah. the information? I think that so. That feels like an end, like a very end thing. Like, do you think that's going to happen? I feel like that's like uh, almost like the very end of the season. Like, we've, like episode- we solved everything. Uh-oh. What's left? Yeah. I don't. I think actually Florence, Florence Pugh is coming soon. Oh my god! We'll see. There's so much I don't happening. Know. But then these there's usual, so much happening. That's why like, like, eight, you're going to do fist. How many issues? Uh, issues? How many episodes? Is I think there's only six. What? That's too. That's not enough. That's my complaint. Why is it the things I want are too short, and then the X Men are dragging everything out to a million issues? Come on, balance it out. So there is there is an episode four promo. There's a promo for next episode that's got a figure all in black with like a mask on with kind of like these weird like multiple lenses on their face, like night vision type stuff. Yeah. And there is a connection to um, uh, Yelena Belova in the comics. Oh, she um, has that? Like a, a mask that she wears. Yeah. So I think Florence is coming probably at the end of next episode. Ah! She'll be, like, introduced. Oh my god, I can't wait. I can't wait. This episode was really 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 good. And I got to say this. You know, here's a person, here's a guy that I feel has gotten shit on all through 10 years of MCU films, and that's Jeremy Renner. Like I think Jeremy Renner is killing it in this show. I think he's killing it. I will that, say this. I don't ever think Jeremy Renner got shit on. It was just Hawkeye got shit on. A lot of people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That Hawkeye's not the, not the Clint, not the fun carny Clint yeah. of the comics. Yeah. Yeah. But that scene 
where he did not have his hearing aid and he couldn't hear and his little boy calls him and Kate Bishop is writing down the things the little boy is saying on the pad. Jeremy, like, Jeremy Renner was so good in that scene. That's it. It's two Oscar-nominated actors are starring in this. What did he get nominated for? Uh, Hurt Locker. No, you mean Vera. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That was like his breakout role. Well, you've got Vera, too. Wasn't she? She was nominated for Up in the Air. No, that was Anna Kendrick. Stop. Oh, wait, was she, too? Maybe she was, too. But I know Anna Kendrick was. I don't oh, know. come on. <laughs> Are you anti-Anna Kendrick? Well, uh, I am. You've heard all the, I am the stories. <laughs> no, what? Oh, that she's just an insane monster who's horrible to everybody. Um, one of my really best friends uh, from Chicago grew up with her and was in dance class with her as little girls. And she said that she was like a little bit of a little bit of a monster. Yeah. No, she uh, there's basically just story after story. And then uh, one of my favorite movies was like a simple plan. I think it was called with her and Blake Lively. And halfway through the movie, they stopped speaking to each other. Wow. And they were forced to a do a plan was great. It was, but they apparently just she they hated each other. Cuz apparently Blake Lively that. is kind of um not too nice either from what I hear. I bet Blake Lively like, just does not suffer fools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz she's like I don't um, need any Vera Farmiga. Right. Vera Farmiga. I've got Ryan Reynolds' dick. Yeah, like what do I need? Vera yeah. Farmiga was also nominated for Up in the Air. Oh, she was. Oh, okay, good. She was also nominated for The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Best Actress. Just You kidding. are lying. And you know, she's sisters with that Thaisa Farmiga from American Horror Story. So, Who's, What characters was she? She was the daughter in the first season. And then she was, the, um, she was in Coven. Oh, the kind of long-faced girl. Yeah, that's Vera's sister, oh, little sister. I can sister. see that. Yeah. Yeah. Why the long face? Oh my God, they are 19 years apart. No, I'm sorry, 21 years apart. Someone thought they were going through menopause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone thought it was. That safe. happened. I have um, a great aunt that is a year younger than my dad. <laughs> Wow. So my grandparents had a kid, and a year later, their parents had another kid. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Jesus. And then, wait, Florence Pugh, wasn't she nominated for Little Women? Look at all these nominees yes, in Hawkeye. That is correct. Wow. But will Julia Louise Dreyfus make an appearance? Oh, I hope so. Who has won? She's tied, I think, for the most Emmy wins for best oh, for best with, actress. Um, with who? Um, fuck, is it Candace Bergen or Helen Hunt or one of those? Oh, it's probably Candace Bergen. Yeah. She kept winning over and yeah. over. But Helen Hunt did too, where it was like, all right, we get it. You know what show is coming back? I thought of this because I was like, um, I flashback like Murphy Brown around the same time was Night Court and I flashed back to 
John Larroquette won Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy a bunch every of times. Yeah. fucking yeah. year yeah. during Night Court. Night Court's coming back with him. And half of them are dead. Oh, my Marky God. Post just died is this Ma- year. I know. Is Marsha Warfield dead? Marsha Warfield is not dead. Oh, she's so good. I can't. I hope she's but on the show. But what's... Um, Bull is probably dead. I think he... I bet you he's dead, but Harry is dead. And then the... Harry's dead. The other guy, the one who's like... Mac, the, is, Mac dead. is dead. Too. I used to love Night Court. Me too. But that was I like the night... So I mean, that's like, hey, youngins. And Thursday night, you would watch The Cosby Show, Different World, and then Cheers, and then Night Court. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was musty TV, baby. But then remember when The Simpsons came out on Thursday night? And then you're Oh, like, I was just going to say the same thing. And I was like, oh, do I watch Cosby Show? Do I watch Simpsons? What the fuck are Looking we going back, to do? I was right to choose Simpsons. I still remember because I, at the same time, I started going to Rocky Horror Picture Show. And there's a cat call about that. And Sweet Transvestite, she goes, and I'll remove the cause but not the symptom at the end of Sweet Transvestate. And you would oh yell at, God. I'll remove the cause. Be show from Thursday night, but not the Simpsons. <laughs> it's just like a cat call that literally like lives in that moment of time that just does not work anymore. It does not work anymore because you can't bring up Bill Cosby. Who would? I mean, I would. Let's bring him up. No. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> and let's end the show. <laughs> We've been canceled multiple times yes, in this show. Yes, uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, please, uh, you know, follow us, rate us, wherever you, whichever platform you listen to us on. Please leave a comment. Um, please uh, send us, tweet at us, DM us on Instagram. Just uh, reach out to us. Let us know. Is there something that we should be reading, watching, blah, 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 blah. I'm ready for blah, it. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Blah, blah, blah is what we do. And thank you so much for being here while we do it. And remember, if you read comics, well, that makes you queer. queer. Bye. 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 Bye.